Welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void. Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 222 on 222. 21. 21. <laughs> Only thing we would need for the apocalypse to happen is for the year 2022 to appear in this episode format, and we would have had the the 11th configuration of fucking Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. And then the 11th configuration of the Satan's tongue will be one with the solar system and all the light and all the darkness. Are you done? (laughs) All right, yeah. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, this week, guys, we got a couple of movies for you that are kind of in the do-it-yourself sort of indie realm of kind of like a comedy mix of splatter gore that you would find um, akin to trauma movies. So we picked two movies that were not trauma movies that obviously have some homaging for them you know what i mean that they might have been inspired by these now i can't confirm nor deny but i do know one of these movies is a fan of trauma a big fan because one of them has lloyd kaufman in the movie right pretty obvious there (laughs) but uh actually i get hit up by one of the directors to see if i wanted to check out their movie they were like here check out the trailer if you think it's something you'd be interested in i would love to hear what your thoughts are on it and we were like yep they came in with some great compliments, which is always the, the nice buttery roll to get right in the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was really cool. And uh, we checked it out. We're like, yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. So we'll be checking out a movie by Rocco Sevenbergen called I Need You Dead. And we're also going to be talking about, and this is the movie that we picked last because we were going to watch... Dread out, but we ended up not being able to get the movie to watch it on the VPN and everything like that. So we just nixed that and put in good old Sodomaniac from 2015. Now, I Need You Dead came out in 2020, but they've been working on getting some distribution. And we'll get into that more once we talk about the movies. But these are two movies that are going to be in that schlocky sort of do-it-yourself way. And uh, there's always something to kind of be, you know, admire about these kind of films because they just get out there and do it. They say that a lot of directors, their biggest issues are just getting out there and making a movie. Because they want to nitpick and perfect this and perfect that, you know? Like, but, oh, it's got to be this way with this person and this acting on this day, on this but hour. But you don't have time. You don't have time for the that. The 11th configuration of Satan has become. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just got to get out there and do it. So it'll be interesting to talk about these. Anyway, so how have you been doing? What's going on with you, Christina? Oh, we've been wa- we've been watching WandaVision. 
Yeah. That's exciting. You enjoying that? I'm a lot? really enjoying that. It gets better and better every episode. It's gotten better every episode. It's very different, but do you like it more than like Lovecraft Country? Uh, I don't know. That you can't compare those two. I know. I mean, it's very different, but I mean, yeah. enjoyment level. Uh, yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah, more yeah. than Lovecraft. Well, I, <laughs> it's okay if you do. I don't. I'm no, just curious. No, I don't enjoy it more than Lovecraft, but I still enjoy it. Yeah, you want to know where it goes? It's kind of. Yeah. It's like the the carrot on the stick show. Like, uh, what was that show called? Lost. I like that show. Yeah, well, because the carrot on the stick was like fucking the, the the carrot was literally in your ass the whole time, and you just had <laughs> <laughs> you're chasing what you thought was the carrot, but really, yeah, but it's still a twist and turns and stuff. <laughs> well, I've just been doing some work behind the scenes. Did a review of a movie that came out on Shutter, which ooh, was not so good. Um, I appreciate it for some things, but it's a movie called Shook. Well, they all can't be. You know, amazing bangers, but, but yeah, but Shutter does have quite the ratio, right? You know what I mean, like as they should. Yeah, like a lot of people are really disappointed with the movie, I guess. Right. Uh, I went in blind. I checked it out. I gave my full thoughts. I'm some somebody's probably going to act like I'm a dickhead towards people who create, but that's not the truth, right? At all. It's actually the farthest from the truth, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I gave my opinions. Tried to be nice about it. You know what I mean. You're so, fair. I think so. But yeah, we got some uh, movies. We're thinking about doing some different stuff here. We were talking about like what franchise we should tackle next because we haven't done a franchise. And she was like, do you have to do it? And I'm like, well, yes, yes, we have to do it. What do you mean? Uh, so much work. <laughs> it's like I can't just watch Friday the th- or, or Nightmare on Elm Street and then go, well, we've never done it before, but I'll just watch it and do it behind, you know, and not do the. Why don't we do because it's gonna make me want to talk about it just watching them you know what right I mean? right but it's watching them all at the same time is the problem yeah we're thinking that's ab- a lot of movies well yeah we're thinking about trying to do that plus we still have children of the corn which may kill our podcast like both sides both our listenership and uh <laughs> us just from watching them <laughs> because they're pretty bad how ma- how some ma- of them are pretty funny man how many is there? Uh, too many. Of Children of the Corn? Yeah, there's like too 10? many. Literally too many. Like 10? There might be two good that are good in that whole series. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like the so bad it's good kind. Like, I remember part two, where there was this guy getting thrown from a wheelchair in through a window into a diner. Mm-hmm. And then there was like part six, where it's just so... Did you have something to add, Murray? <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, anyway, there was another one, part six, which is Isaac's revenge or whatever from them from the first movie. And we were, I just rewatched Children of the Corn, the first one. And I'll be honest with you, despite it having kind of an interesting, moderately interesting idea, it was not a good movie. <laughs> it was terrible. Then why do we need to watch them? Because, man, that's what I like to do. I like to put us in a situation. How many people have watched all of the Howling movies? You put me in this situation every other week. We are we are scholars. <laughs> we are learned scholars. Like we are, you know, uh, that's why I look at it is like I'm trying to be a historian of horror, you know what I mean? But Except I don't really enjoy a lot of the 50s and 60s yet, but we'll get there. We'll get <laughs> hey, we've there. we've been getting there. I'm a big 80s nerd, you know what I mean? So, Well, you need to expand your horizons. I do. Everybody, Murray got the squeak out. He's very, very happy for I'm, himself. I'm sure they're riveted right now. They're probably just <laughs> waiting to eat that bite of food for their yes. lunch. Look, he's coming to show you, Alex. Anyway, the point I was trying to make, guys, is that we will be doing a 
a franchise of some sort in the future this year. I think we need to do at least one big one or something, you know. Like, we did Friday the 13th the first year. We've not done any bigger franchises. Didn't, didn't you do that in one episode? Yeah, that was all one episode. Yeah. That was a really bad idea. Yeah. Um, we even had an interview with the, with the guy who created the Friday the 13th, the video game, mm-hmm. <laughs> and did all of the movies and crammed it in one week. Wow. Which is, I don't advise. No. It was a three and a half hour episode. Oh my God, Alex. (laughs) Yeah, that was back when I thought I had more chops. I think, I think Patrick and Mike both hated me for, for that. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, I watched them all. And they didn't. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I didn't have time to watch the remake. And I'm like, well, why are we doing this? (laughs) Anyway, so, but yeah, guys, uh, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots! All right, guys. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our horror shots. This week, we decided to go with I Need You Dead. And in the movie, there is a character by the name of Dude. And I would assume, I think it's D-O-O-D, right? Yeah, D-O-O-D. Like on the card, at least it said that. Uh Uh-huh. Well, he goes up to the psychic guy is there and he tells him his future and stuff and he's like oh it's not good but you'll come out of it all right somehow (laughs) and he was like so it's good but not good he was like yeah here now take one of your gummies and he gives him gives him this thing it's a gummy bear but in the movie they call them dummy gummies so we decided to make a drink based on that called a dummy gummy And I'm going to take this shot today. It's been a while. Yeah, Christina and I made them. Uh, we, we had to go down. Christina had to go down and get some stuff from the store. So mm-hmm. thank you for doing that for us. And just for that, I'm going to take the shot. You yeah, know, I, I appreciate drink- it. I shouldn't be drinking. So this is, what's in a what's in a dummy gummy, Christina? What is it? Well, it's, it's four different ingredients. It's one half ounce of a shot of peach schnapps, one half ounce of a shot of vodka, a splash, a pretty healthy splash of pineapple and a healthy splash of 7-Up. Yeah, or Sprite. Or Sprite. It smells it's delicious. Supposed to, yeah, it's supposed to taste like a gummy bear. Okay, let's see. So let's try it out. Okay. Wow. It's pretty good. Strong. Woo, man, is that strong. Is it? Oh, yeah. It doesn't seem strong. It's really good. Yummy. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's strong. I've got three more. I got... Two more. Here, give me uh, some more because it wasn't strong for me. It's good though. I really like it. I do too. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I'm going to sip on it. Oh, it's a shot. I don't care. I'm going to do all mine right now. (laughs) Three down. Two to go. (laughs) That's a punk song, actually. Which is kind of apropos for this movie that we're going to be talking yeah, about, too. So. Very punk rock. But if you would like to try a dummy gummy, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shot section now. That's it for horror shots. All right, guys. So now we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of I Need You Dead from 2020 and Sodomaniac from 2015. We're going to go ahead and do that. Right.
Alex, you did all the work on this one. Yeah, I didn't want to go through each of the characters. It was a little difficult because on IMDb, everything's like... Jumbled. It's jumbled. Yeah, it's almost like like who's the more popular actor mm-hmm. <laughs> than, than the order of appearance or right. anything like that. So, I Need You Dead, like I said, came out in 2020. And it is written, directed, edited, produced by Rocco Zevenbergen. He did a bunch of stuff before this. I even checked out his YouTube, which is Bad Taste Video, which he has, you know, some videos from like seven, eight years ago. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like it goes back pretty far. So if you want to check out some of his stuff on there. But he also did another short that I think he put out into the public uh, as far as like a premiere of some sort or some festival, which was... Meat Lovers, which I have not seen as well. Some of the cast of this movie is Estevan Munez, who plays Dude. He was in Zombie Cats from Mars, Abe Makes a Movie, Marty in Transit. You also have Ada Hurtad, who plays Scout. She is in a TV series documentary called The Wonderland Murders and The Deliverance of Amy Stronghold. Uh, It also has the director, Rocco, in this movie. I'm a... 99.9% 99.9% sure. So I'm condom strength sure that he's in this movie. <laughs> um, the, I didn't know what you were saying. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just, I know because it looks like him. I'm pretty sure. But it's hard to explain without spoiling it. But anyway, he plays this director in this movie. Now, the budget for this movie apparently was about $20,000. Oh, wow. So they made this whole thing. This is his first feature film, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Christina, what are your thoughts on this fine film? You know what? I really want to hear your thoughts on this movie first, just because I feel like I'm not going to do it justice and I'm not going to explain it as well as you. Ugh. Sorry. You will. I mean, I will. She's but not, she's not the, the longer. She's been a horror fan for a long time, but she's not yeah, seen but as I'm many not, as I have. I'm not. A, you're a very detail oriented person. Okay, that's fine. So for this, I saw the trailer. Me and Christina both watched the trailer. Right. And we're like, oh, yeah, let's check this out. It's kind of like got this like old sort of 90s, uh, 80s style. Mm-hmm. About some punk rock kids who like, you know, essentially talk to a, a living like this head. And mm-hmm. he goes on this drug fueled adventure, which is pretty awesome. Like, and that's just scratching the surface, by the way. It, it's it's one of those movies that seems like... Like there's more to it than it than it is on the surface anyway. So mm-hmm. you think of zany splatter, low budget movie about drug use, following a punk guy named Dude, who's not so popular and really just wants to be recognized for his artistic endeavors, like Doodles in this in this movie. When he meets a tumor that pops out of a sewer drain, and his whole world becomes an existential mind fuck with talking tumor heads, burgers, drug use, and melting faces and so much more uh but if you thought that was all that you know the movie was about it isn't there's so much more to this movie and it's it's kind of hard because it kind of feels like a very personal film to me Mm -hmm. like like it seems like it comes from a personal place a little bit Mm -hmm. i don't know for sure but it turned very serious and very uh kind of relatable in some regards for me Mm -hmm. for someone that's trying to do stuff that they enjoy and love and like, you know, 
having to be the the beacon of strength and pillar to to like say hey this is what i'm going to do this is what we're going to do you know what i mean but this feels like an incredibly personal film that goes all sorts of meta and has a, a much deeper meaning to its very low budget but thoughtful kind of approach to filmmaking mm-hmm. which is weird because it seems like you wouldn't get this kind of depth with the schlocky film like this right you know what i mean yeah. like it it's it's almost like the schlocky is the the vessel the sugary goodness vessel <laughs> that this deep thought is injected into and you swallow mm-hmm. trauma style you know make a damn movie yourself lloyd approach kind of movie right but then becomes a real artistic message by the end of the movie now it ends up sad as hell which is i don't think a bad thing necessarily but it doesn't leave a really good taste in your mouth once you've watched it yeah it's not very inspiring (laughs) (laughs) i don't like i don't know exactly what the message is a hundred percent after watching it but i definitely related to it but I the way I see it is that it's essentially about putting yourself into your work and when you know nobody believes in you when you maybe should stop listening to yourself and take help from others and and remember that it wasn't all you that got you to this place mm-hmm. you know in the beginning anyway mm-hmm. it was all these people that decided to help you regardless and making a movie is much like that too so it's like you got so many different hands in the jar mm-hmm. that you're you know all part of it or, you know, when you listen to, to yourself too much instead of making do with, with the happy or unha- unhappy accidents that happen with the people around you while you're making this thing. Also dealing with the pressure of like social anxiety and writer's block or maybe just being happy about what relationships you have while you're on this quest to do what you love. You know, mm-hmm. It's like that deep, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know how to explain it. Sometimes... I don't know. I think it's funny because like you can like sometimes I get so into my work that I forget about the people around me. Right. It's not that I don't care. It's that I just want to get there as fast as I can. Are you sure? <laughs> no, I was kidding. Well, you know what I mean. I don't mean, you know. I, know, I, mean. I know what you mean. So sometimes I forget that, you know, to feed the dog a couple of weeks at a time, I'll just be in my room and he'll be like on his last breath. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I just splash, splash some water. He's good. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Christina's making it seem like it's that bad. <laughs> Sorry. I should guess I should laugh more. Yeah. <laughs> Put a smile on him once in a while, huh? Anyway, but there is some really pretty wild, fun stuff that's tucked into this schlocky, stylish throwback film. Sure, it can be super serious by the end of the movie, but there is a lot of really fun kind of... I don't know. It's almost like watching... It's almost like a, a fake mask and then becoming a real... A real boy. Everything in the beginning of the movie was very happy, and then it gets to this really dark spot. Mm -hmm. It's depressing. Yeah, almost like cartoonishly happy in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. When people, like, run away or there's, like, cartoon noises in the very beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know how to explain it. Which I'm sure can make it pretty confusing for a lot of people who watch this film because if you're a splatter like you know trauma fan you're gonna be like oh i love this because or you know because it's this and then it changes and then they're like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) or you could be on the other coin and you could be like oh this is garbage in the beginning and then they're like oh wow it has a really deep message i love it (laughs) you know what i mean so it's kind of like somewhere i'm somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. where i enjoy both aspects of it um right i thought it was really different Pretty cool storytelling, although I don't know if I agreed with some of the supposed uh, 
disgusting moments that they shouldn't have been filming. I felt like they could have been a little bit more depraved. You <laughs> of know? course you did. Well, I'm just saying, like... wanted more depraved. Well, in the movie, they use it. They're like, this is getting really dark, you know? So I'm like, better bring it on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe, you know, it was a budgetary thing as well. You know right, what I mean? Right. It's certainly going to confuse a few people because of this. So it, because I think it is kind of, like, so unique, it's going to divide the audience and make more of a niche for itself, for a specific type of person, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not as personal as I'm thinking and I'm overthinking, but I don't know. I feel like it is kind of like like Rocco putting himself out there a little bit, you know, like putting his putting himself into his work. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he Literally was, putting himself... Yeah, like, or maybe he was just like, wow, wouldn't it be crazy if you were that crazy? Or, you know what I mean? Right. Either way, I'd admire it, but I think I related to the character in the movie, both mm-hmm. the characters as well. So, I don't know. I think it's kind of self-aware and unique and different and kind of pulls off some sort of deeper message, which I have to give it an applaud for because, you know, it could have just been this stand standard schlocky sort of movie and i love meta stuff so i'll i'll take it anytime i can get in a movie right as long as it's done fairly decent and then and i thought this was mm-hmm. so it won't be for everyone but i appreciated doing something different so i give this about a six maybe a 6.5 mm-hmm. what about you christina well like you said well it's not for everybody was it really for me just because I think it, it wasn't what I was expecting from the trailer right. that we watched. It was kind of all over the place, like you said, and then it did that like twisty thing and then it got weird. But I mean, it was really interesting. It was almost like, you know, starving artists type yeah. of thing. There was a lot of techniques that he did in the movie that really kind of like metaphorically like right. made it more than just a schlock movie. Exactly. But it didn't really like go where I, I was expecting it to go and what I wanted it to do i guess so it just threw me off but again it was super creative and it very artistic in like a punk rock way sure um told through this like really weird fucking story right (laughs) it reminded me because it they kind of it felt like you know 90s and it reminded me of like a public broadcast type of deal you know what i mean um the depressing parts got really dark though and I could feel it from the actors. Like, I could, I was like, Jesus Christ, like, this gets fucking dark, you know, like in the middle of the movie. It turns into from like 90s cheesy commercial type stuff. Right. Or late 80s stuff to like, like, we're watching a fucking PSA for fucking. Like drug abuse or something. Exactly. (laughs) Depression. Drugs. Mental illness. Don't let your grandmother heroin. (laughs) You know. Oh, <laughs> you got to turn it off, Alex, please. <laughs> Just don't touch it. But I, I, of course, I enjoyed like the 90s style because like that's my aesthetic. <laughs> like That's our generation. Um, and it did the, the start, the like the starving artist part of it. It reminded me of this movie from the early 90s called Slaves of New York. I don't know if you've seen it. it uh, Bert, what's her name? I Bert. know Slaves of New York. Yeah. Bernadette Peters and Steve Buscemi's in it. Okay. It kind of remind. It has that kind of feeling. I mean, of course, that movie didn't get as dark. Well, anytime but, they put punk kind of stuff in, in a movie, I always like yeah. get into that. But kind of you thing. know what movie I would also like put this in a cage fight with is Bliss. Really? Yes, because that was very. She, you know. Oh, uh, kind of. It's a little darker. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, 
just to you know if you're in the mood for these types of movies like that's what i would i wouldn't say they're on the same level necessarily i mean i think i'm pretty sure bliss was made up of a lot more money well yeah obviously but i'm just saying the tone and the feel of the story right yeah this is definitely an indie film guys so like yeah if you've ever watched any of like tromo's movies that you know that aren't like the most popular ones even then you know what kind of quality you're looking for. This is like your do-it-yourself kind of filmmakers where, like, Trump is like, well, hey, we'll take your movie and we'll put it out there for you. But, yeah, if you are interested in seeing it, the film is going to be currently on DVD. You can get it at badtastevideo.storeenvy.com. That's S-T-O-R-E-N-V-Y. Dot com. That's bad taste video dot S T O R E N V Y dot com. And then the film is currently available for pre order on VHS too. So if you have that like sort of retro release itch that you want to check it out with, since this movie is in that format, that uh, would be cool. To that'd have. be kind of cool. But they, they kind of split it up. So it's not all just, you know, retro style analog filter over top of it like they talk about. Mm-hmm. But they're. It's not out on streaming yet, but they expect it to be by summer. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they have it by then. But uh, I, I think you should check it out. Like if you're into, if you especially if you've seen trauma movies and you can appreciate those kind of films that are just done on a really small budget and have a creative idea, I think it's pretty cool. Because I, I really was kind of taken back by where this movie went. Like, it kind of, it's not a happy place to go. Right. But, yeah, it's it's kind of dark. I don't know. <laughs> so, I don't know. I enjoyed it, though. I thought it was pretty cool. So, kudos. Uh, what did you say you gave it? Or Five out of ten. Oh, okay. So, that's not too bad. 5.5 5 out of... Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing um, what else this director is going to come yeah. out with. Sure. This is a first feature film, so... And I looked at some of the or- earlier works... Like some of the other uh, movies and stuff like that 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 uh, he has made, and mm-hmm. he's definitely gotten better. Mm-hmm. So over the years, so it's just a matter of time before something else pops up. So, but yeah, um, we do have zero trivia on this, other than the fact that I think they premiered it at the Hollywood Theater. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Um, which they that was the only premiere that they had because of the COVID thing. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> yeah, the COVID. Co- Fucked everything. COVID fucked it up for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think you can still get that out there. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, he reached out to us. And, you know, that's smart, you know, to reach out to different people, to tell people about it, you know. Right. Um, marketing's different these days, huh? It's like you want to show your movie off in the theater, of course. But right. in, the, in the end, it's like, you know, these days, but we've lucky changed we so ha- much. Lucky we have the internet. Right. Imagine, it would be a whole different ballgame. Imagine if COVID happened and we didn't have the internet. Holy nope. fuck, people would be going crazy. They would be waiting for the fucking newspaper to come and tell right. them what's next. What to do. <laughs> well, and I guess, no one would be working. Well, I guess we would have the, the TV still and the radio. So. so, guys, if you don't want anything spoiled, though, we're going to get into some of our spoiler section and kind of talk about some of the parts that we want to mention that we either found interesting or we didn't like or we didn't get or maybe we just enjoyed immensely i don't know just we're gonna basically spoil the shit out of it you don't want anything spoiled please don't but if uh you know we'll try to make it brief so you're not missing out too much but when the movie comes out you can come back and listen and see what we think but here's your warning so christina you have anything well the, well it started off like in hyperdrive 
pretty much. There was a lot of shit going on. A lot of sound effects and things. He, yeah, in the party, and he goes to the party, he enters the party, he sees the spiritual guy. In his gizmobile. Yeah, or whatever it's called. That, you he know. has a gizmobile. I thought it said jizmobile. No, it's gizmo from fucking Gremlins. Oh, I thought Remember it Remember he said... fucks the doll? I What? Yeah, the fucking head fucks the doll in oh, the Oh, that's right. I forgot. No, I thought it said Jizzmobile. It's yeah. fucking gross. Um, but yeah, then they go to the spiritual guy, and then all that shit is happening, and they eat the gummy bears, and then he starts tripping, <laughs> and then there's this band, and they go see this band, and he like falls in love with this girl, right? Yeah, well, she shreds so hard that it melts off the dude's face. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, like, he goes up to that therapist guy, and he's like, or not the therapist, but the spiritual guy. Spiritual guy. And the girls, he starts taking mouthfuls of these gummies. And she's like, yeah, just don't take more than three. And he's like, I took like six. (laughs) But that's when he goes down and sees the band play. And the guy's face is like literally melting off Mm -hmm. because it's so kick ass. And she's like this mix between like super sweet and kind of a dick. She was like, no, I thought she was just being sarcastic like no there was there was some intention there oh okay there was like a definite like like change like dichotomy going on there Uh between her being like super sweet and then also being kind of a bitch about it Mm -hmm. so and they made it a point later on they did the same thing with her again Mm -hmm. so was the band's name vintage suicide yes i like that name (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's so hip man uh, I guess, uh, by the way, speaking of which, um, Rocco's actually in a, has done some music and made some, you know, been in a band and stuff too. Mm-hmm. In fact, the other band, the other, in fact, the other movie that we're going to talk about next actually has a guy that was in a band too. So. That's right. It just seems like, you know, that's a thing you do when you want to be creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just, you do what you, whatever is going to make you be creative. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Some of us need it, you know? That's why right. I related to this movie so much because it's like, you know, I have to be creative or I get really fucking depressed. Right. <laughs> I get really crazy about it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of sucks, like, you know, and kind of sounds like a stereotype, I guess. Mm-hmm. This, the artist. But yeah, I thought it was cool. Like the band, they play and then she talks to him, makes fun of him. He gives her a card, which is so like 90s kind right, of thing. Yeah. Because like they have cell phones in this movie. Right. So it's not like they just refuse to use it because punks don't do off social the, media. Off the grid. Off the grid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Then the cops show up at the party. That's right. Yeah. The one cop's like the bad cop. He's, all- <laughs> he's like, are you old enough to be drinking that? And she's like, oh, oh. And he's like, he's like I, I am. am. And then he t- <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, these guys do not are like, okay, maybe the other guy reminded me of a cop, but the other guy did not, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Which he ends up like fucking murdering everybody at one point <laughs> in the movie, which makes no sense to me. Right. But I guess it's just the downfall of all these ideas. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if right. you're like, fuck it. Yeah. The good guy is the bad guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like in the end. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that's symbolic, you know, mm-hmm. like the cop was a part of him. The piece that was trying to save him, the reminder to, to not give up because after he leaves the party, he drives and sees his friends and they're like, Hey, we're going to this party. And he's like, yeah, but it's kind of like a private thing. He's like, right. oh, that's cool, man. I, I get it. And then he goes he and like. gets depressed. If I was a younger kid, like, like what the fuck, man? I want to go have fun. Mm-hmm. Like, what's it matter if, if I'm around? You won't even know I'm there. 
Anyway, so he's like kind of moping down the street and he sits on a the like a door step or something like outside the front door. Like a stoop. Yeah, and he sees this fucking head come out of the sewer. It's got no eyes. I don't even know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a head, like a tumor. Is that what they, they were trying to say? Like, because... I don't know, but didn't he say that they had to go get allergy medication or something? What was that? Yeah, it was like... <laughs> it was weird. He I was, was like, like a hairball with, like, phlegm. Yeah. And then he put his sunglasses on the thing. It was really cool looking. It was a good concept. Yeah. It has like a New Yorker accent kind of, <laughs> you know, and it asks him to take him with him. So he does. Mm-hmm. And that's when the head, that's the part where he was fucking the gizmo. Mm-hmm. In the car. And he was like, oh, that's, that's disgusting. I, and what are you doing? And he pulls over and he's freaking out and disgusted by it. And that's when the nice cop pulls him over uh-huh. and says, yeah, you couldn't find a ride, huh? He's like, come on, I hope your address is as good as is correct on that fake ID you gave me. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, ah, ha, ha, yeah, it is. That's the one real thing. <laughs> and then doesn't it go into that commercial with Lloyd Kaufman? Oh, that's right. Yeah, where he's like basically getting his, his like insides ripped out. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, what are you doing? I don't like that. I don't consent to this. <laughs> or something like that. And then... Uh, I wonder how he got him to, to be in I don't know. the movie. I don't know. So this is when the movie gets meta, meta. Mm-hmm. Like, you you, re- you pull back and it's the fucking director of the movie we're watching doing, like, having his spiel with his, like, cast and crew and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, the sound people and stuff like that. And I, I was like, okay, what the fuck? And the producer's there, and he's like, so you're not just going to put an analog filter on everything, are you? (laughs) He's like, well, it just looks cool, you know, like, it's just kind of an aesthetic, you know, like, and then we're, like, thrown back into the movie again. And it's like, you can see. What was that? You're like, well, they're trying to show that, you know, that stuff is not all great behind the scenes. So, like, what you see is not what what was how it was when it was, you know what I mean, when they were making it or something. Around like these parts before it started getting really dark i was thinking that are they trying to explain why this movie doesn't make sense and like <laughs> like they're trying to explain to the critics who see this movie that's what i was no, that's what i was kind no, of feeling i don't think so at this part until you get I don't a little think bit so. until you get a little bit deeper it seems too well intentioned because they mention artists. They have a conversation with the girl at the one time talking about being an artist. All of this is like, you know, oh, okay, trying to like get somewhere. Just, that's what I thought. Mm, yeah. Well, you're wrong. Just kidding. Thanks. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get that. I didn't think that at all. That's all I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you're wrong. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So then they go back into the movie and dude wakes up and the head is there in the room with him. That's right. Yeah. And he's like, the head tells him he's not high and that he's actually really real because he's like, whoa, it's the next day and I'm still seeing him. What the fuck? Because he thought he was just so fucked up. Mm-hmm. That he was seeing shit. That he was seeing shit. And he kind of went along with it, gave it his sunglasses and shit. And then it appears the next day and he's like, I'm part of you like a tumor. Mm-hmm. And he proves that to him by telling him shit that he's doing in the shower behind the curtain. Because mm-hmm. he brings the head in with the shower to him. Or right. brings the head into the shower with him. And he's like, oh, you're using that kind of shampoo for your fucking hair or whatever. <laughs> uh, and then then they go to the cop station, right? They go to the police station. Why? I don't remember. Uh, because they were... the, the All the, the cops were there and they were talking and they were going to... They used... 
the other kids who they had there in jail, mm-hmm. who were dudes' friends, remember? Oh, that's right. They had that one guy who kind of blew him off. He was at a party later that night that must have gotten busted yeah. with the fucking uh, seeker mm-hmm. with the gummy dummies, dummy gummies. Mm-hmm. And they try to, like, get him to, like, rat out his friends. Right. And, yeah. There was a cool flashback in there of, of Vietnam, like the cops were talking about <laughs> Vietnam, and there was just, like, a quick, like, montage I thought was really creative. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. <laughs> but then a uh, uh, dude and that, gr- and that girl are on a date at the coffee shop. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm reading here. And that's where they have the artist conversation. She's mm-hmm. like, so you're an artist. Right. And she's like, I don't like the idea of being an artist because then it means that I'm like stuck doing only being an artist. You're labeled. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't, I don't see it that way. It's a little different for me. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. being an artist, you know, she sees the way she saw it was kind of cool, I guess. Oh, I saw it. I thought it was very, very 90s, like independent, like I won't be a part of any organizations. I will not be labeled. Don't throw me in your box. And that's that's when they do a closer transition where it's like, okay, then they're back to the director who's making this movie and he's sitting at the exact same bench where the, place, the yeah. character is sitting with the girl in the movie and he's like getting stressed out. And the girl that he's, well, you find out later is like pretty much his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And, like, got him to make this movie, which is even more sad by the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which is impossible to find somebody to support you on that kind of level, by the way. Mm-hmm. So it's even more, like, self-interest when you fucking do shit. Like, to find someone that actually supports you in some crazy shit like that right. is, like, hard. That's, like, very rare. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why I got you. That's why I'm with you, Christina. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to jump off a roof, Man, though. Okay, you don't mind. let's not make people vomit, okay? Let's, let's just go jump off a roof. You kill me slowly every day. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they back to the director. The sound person's like, don't you don't have money? He's like, and the investors have pulled out because of the scene is, is too much. And she's like, well, why don't you just replace it with the sillier one that people like more anyway? Right. And he was like, no, my message needs to be out there. You know, you don't understand what it's like. Can't you just help me? Like, and he's like helpless, you know, and she's like, no, fuck this shit. I moved out here for you. Da, 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 da. And that's when the movie starts getting like, like the sound quality is no longer good anymore. Right. So now that she's gone and you're watching this movie go back to this guy. You can see the quality dipped. Starts, which is very creative. I that thought was, that was great. That was brilliant. It that really, is really was. That is really cool. I mean, it doesn't... As a message, it's strong. As a viewer experience, I was reading some of the reviews on this. And, like, some people were just completely they clueless. They just didn't get it. Yeah. Like, completely clueless as to what was happening. I'm like, are you watching the movie? <laughs> He just said the sound person is gone. So, it, yeah, the whole They're like, movie I don't even know sound. why. I don't even know why. <laughs> it's like all of a sudden the movie just dips in quality and it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, God dude, that's going to yeah. be one of the most frustrating things to read. Yeah, I bet. You know, it was frustrating for me to read. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, God, I just I just put a thumbs down. because I, <laughs> I was like, that's like, ridiculous. You're a dumb dude. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> What? Hey. I don't even understand. Why? How can a head talk without eyes, bro? <laughs> head talk without eyes. 
Anyway, the movie just starts to get really bad and like people are starting to leave this, the script and stuff like that. People who are the producers out, then like it's just down to him. He doesn't even have any money anymore. And some of the few actors and it's like it's progressively getting worse. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting how he's like starting to lose his mind. And dude, fucking Rocco was acting like wilding out, fucking <laughs> <laughs> losing his mind in some spots. Fucking. No! Oh, I hate you! <laughs> I was kind of laughing. I hate to say it. Because it's like, I, I mean, just thinking about having to act that way is crazy. You know uh-huh. what I mean? I'm laughing at his tragedy. Great. <laughs> um, but yeah, they keep going back and forth to the movie and then like the actors and stuff like that. And the movie gets like real janky and it looks like the lowest resolution that they've had yet. And dude is like running down the street freaking out half naked while people are drinking that weird syrup mm-hmm. that was That's coming weird. out of the fucking out of the fucking head mm-hmm. and then obviously the the director's like fuck it i'll just fucking shoot it myself <laughs> and then he's like all right I need a scout i need you to, to this is the final shot this is the one i need a wide angle and he's gonna chuck himself off the roof <laughs> but instead <laughs> What? Oh, yeah. He accidentally chucks. Well, you Scout can't. You don't see it, but you hear a scuffle, right. and then well, she, you hear a thump, and it's not him because he's crying afterwards. Right, and I think they showed us like a split second of where it was just him crying. Right. <laughs> so I don't know what the message like because afterwards, then they show how it all came about and how Scout, who he treated like just this girl that was like on his jock. Was actually the girl that like encouraged him. encouraged him to make this movie, mm-hmm. and like he blew her off because he had such a big ego about it. Mm-hmm. And see, and I think the message is like just not take people for granted. Don't who are take people for you. granted. Don't get with so fucking vision. goddamn serious with yeah. your vision. It doesn't have to be that serious. Listen to people. Yeah, well, sometimes some of the best things that happen, I've noticed and I've heard from other fucking directors and shit from interviewing them, is some of the best shit happens. On the fly. Right. And you don't ever plan for it. You 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 kind of blend it in there. You know what I mean? It becomes a happy accident. That's what I was talking about right. when I said happy or unhappy accidents mm-hmm. uh, in the review part. But yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's sad ending. Fuck, man. It just, I just, it doesn't make me want to get out there and do it. <laughs> but it's, it's very creative. It's a very creative movie. Yeah. No, I thought so. I did definitely. It, it feels like that. The depth of this movie should not be involved in a schlock movie <laughs> like this, but right. he made it work somehow, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty different. I can't wait to see what comes out next. Yeah, I would like to see it too. So, But I would love to hear what you guys think of the movie uh, once you do get to see it, of course. if you Have you preserved a copy of this movie? Have you seen it before now that you're listening to this? Maybe one of Rocco's friends. Do you agree? Do you disagree with us? We always like to hear everybody has different opinions and... Uh, yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. So we do have another movie that we're going to be talking about today, and that is Sodomaniac from 2015, uh, which is pretty crazy. So you're going to go ahead and do the information on this, and then you're going to tell us what you think since you made me okay, go first. Fine, we could do that. Degenerate serial date rapists are hunted down one by one by a masked Maniac, the sodomaniac, who who enjoys killing them in the most painful and degrading way possible. Right. Tagline for this movie: Your bros, 
<laughs> your bros may have your back, but who's got your ass? Yeah, well, that's not the <laughs> I. The one that was on the cover for me is that you're gonna die in the end. Well, that's why you'll, I you'll always die in the end. Oh, yeah. That's way better than what you said. Wait, I think this one's funny. That's You're reading like, the end of the movie, first like, of all. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> written and directed by Anthony Kalanis, who has also done Girls Just Want to Have Blood, 2019, and more recently, a video short short called The Crypt Keeper 5, that's a, that's a good name, too. It Girls is. just want to have blood. It is. <laughs> but he also did a video short called uh, The Crypt Keeper 5, Rot Gut Whiskey. Mm. He is also in a band called Hona Lee. Hona Lee also provided the theme song to the Ghostbusters documentary called Ghost Heads, which I found very interesting. Yeah, that was my trivia, thanks. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> the story was also written by Steve Rivez. Uh, this is the only thing he has been credited for writing, but he was an actor in High Death from 2018. This movie stars Craig Kelly, who plays Hamilton. He was in Girls Just Want to Have Blood and Beyond Driven from 2016 and Paranormal Adventure Hunter Supreme from 2014. Also in Paranormal Adventure Hunting Supreme was Alan Scorza, who plays Derek, and he was also in Girls Just Want to Have Blood. Okay. (laughs) Nicole Hamilton, which is funny, that's her last name, who plays Irwin. Uh, This is the only movie she's ever done. Um, And then also starring Dale Gordon, who plays Todd, uh, mostly known for doing art department stuff for bigger films such as Independence Day, Stargate, and Star Trek. 2009. That was a long time ago. And also... Kurt Ponton, who plays Blake, Girls Just Want to Have Blood, Paranormal Adventure I Hunter if they Supreme. Have yeah, okay. And I know, I know. And he was in ABCs of Death 2.5. He was in the uh, the segment um, M is for Martyr. Okay. And I didn't find a budget for this movie. It said $850, but I don't think what? that's right. I don't, that doesn't sound right. This feels like a bigger budget than the last movie. Yeah, it really does. Do you Especially know what I mean? for 2015. Yeah. yeah, it seems like it had a lot of big budget, so. What did you think of this movie, Christina? Well, I thought Extreme February was over. <laughs> oh, you Apparently think this is extreme? Not. <laughs> yes, because... Really? I, I seem so schlocky that I couldn't take it serious. Well, right out of the gate, what it just started with these really horrible, offensive, tasteless jokes. Like, yeah. Horrible. Well, you're supposed horrible. to hate these guys so you can watch them getting murdered. Yeah. Yeah, but... That's the point. I know, but still. I hated everybody in this movie. But this is just like, it is like a trauma movie, but it's not as good. I put this on the same level as like Gutter Balls, mm, right? Okay. Um, uh, I thought the Gutter Balls was a little bit more funny. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Except for that one part. But anyway, uh, it is like a frat boy horror comedy. Frat mm-hmm. boy. Keyword. Um, Except they're not in college. Yeah, which is weird. I would. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, the story was trying to be shocking, but it was just stupid. Okay. You know what I mean? I laughed at some parts because it was just so ridiculous. And to have a killer who's wearing an ass mask as, <laughs> as the killer, like, yeah, oh, I don't know. I didn't like it. She even sm- or they even smoked out of the hole in the butt. 
Oh, God. A couple of points he, or whatever. I really wish it would have been really, really funny if they would have, if the asshole would have been doing smoke rings. Yeah, that's what I know? was thinking. Like, if they could have figured that out somehow. But... Or maybe they tried to figure it out and it just didn't happen. I'm sure that's what happened. So, did you have anything positive to say about the movie? Uh, Is there anything that you did enjoy about it? Uh, No, not really. Oh, I liked, I did like how it was shot and stuff. It was kind of like the party scenes, you know. Sure. We're cool. Kinda the mu- the me music like, was cool. The music was cool. Kind of reminded me of like Home Lounge or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, well, 2015 too. It's around. Back in like, the day. Yeah. that time. Actually, no. It was before that. that we used, oh, Home Lounge was We used to go to that. a club uh, out here called Home Lounge. I did. I, I, and it was like. I was in college. It looked like the same low ceilings and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we, we, used, we would just have fucking crazy parties those in there dive bars it was like yeah. those dive bars. So i kind of brought it, i kind of mm-hmm. like that a little bit about i it. like that too that's about it i gave it a two out of ten wow it was okay disgusting. and alex what about you i mean it's obviously out to offend and gross you out like that's what it's supposed to do it's called sodomaniac right the taste went out the door with the name right <laughs> they're supposed to have this bro humor so ultimately it's you know a bunch of guys who are pretty much rapists who get their comeuppance but by a butt wearing maniac known only as the sodomaniac oh, i don't know it, i think it does exactly what it sets itself out to do uh, you know, offend and rear end. Oh, that was creative. Did you think of that up all by yourself? Yes, I did. With copious amounts of misogyny, you know, to set the point across that these guys really deserve what's about to happen to them. Um, it felt a little long in the tooth for that, though. Like, I kind of would rather just like seen them all go down and then a new group of people to be followed or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Although I didn't find it particularly funny either, per se, but it definitely has more of a story with a lot of characters than you'd expect. You know, like there's a lot going on. It's a lot of guy jokes that just aren't funny for the most part. Right. You know, like I wanted it to be funny. There was a couple of times that Derek, the character Derek in the movie, would say something. He's like, yeah, but aren't you guys worried about getting fucked, raped or something like that or or butt fucked or what did he call it? I don't know. There's a couple of times that he would just use a different word, you know, like, you know, yeah, but our friends aren't getting fucking butt fucked or death fucked like that, (laughs) you know, and it's like it kind of made me laugh. But, you know, this movie's done in an indie, indie, indie way, but you can tell that this had way more of a budget than, like I said, the first movie, because they had, like, the bar and the party scenes, and it seemed like there was a lot of people involved in this. Mm-hmm. It it definitely flowed all right, but I wasn't exactly overly impressed with it, you know, because it definitely follows a story from start to finish, but other than some poop and butthole jokes... <laughs> That, that did did make me giggle a couple times, but mm-hmm. nothing like heartily. It still felt a little too bland, you know? Do you think if they would have taken, if it wasn't so serious? No, that's the style of film it is. It's supposed to be that hokey, schlocky, over-the-top characters and all this other stuff. If it would have been anything else, it just wasn't funny. That's all that was, you know? Right. Unfortunately, it wasn't funny. It might be to somebody. It might be to a certain group of people. It just wasn't to me or you. Right. Um, I didn't hate it. And it's always nice to give some, you know, deeper indie support for some smaller 
you know, films to just check out. And I bought this on a whim, like at like a record exchange. So I got it for like a dollar or something like that. I just took it on a, you know, on a whim. It was like in the cult section. I was like, oh, check it out. A dollar, you know, it's like worth it. So I got, I think I got my money's worth. Yeah. For watching it. Probably trade it back in, though. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) It's just pretty straightforward, you know, with a few clever ideas thrown in. I'd probably give it like a 3.5 out of 10, maybe a 4 at the most. It's because it's a do-it-yourself, low-budget, offensive indie. It's supposed to be this way. Whether it was for me or not doesn't make it a shitty movie, necessarily. Right. It just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So, um... While it's not breaking any molds, it's still done pretty well enough to warrant a watch. Right. Especially if you're into that kind of gore that's like traumatastic and like, you know, poor humor and watching guys who are rapists get their asses fucked. Literally, <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's going to be everyone's cup of tea like any of these movies, but right. you really got to like some indie cinema you know, when you've gone through the trauma pile of stuff, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's not that shocking to me. I didn't think it was that gross or anything like, like that. I just thought it was, the humor was poor. Right. Something about this movie, as far as a slasher goes for Sonomaniac, you would think that there would be a lot more utensils Mm -hmm. or if it's going to go the silly route and it's going to go for, you know, in the end, then you might as well just fucking go for it. Right. Right. Like, and, and I feel like the, the slasher could have been a lot more, you know, much better. Right. Like, I know ultimately they were trying to have a better message for this movie because it's obviously about how guys are fucking pieces of shit, you know, and like they're going to get their comeuppance it's to scare those kind of guys. Truth. Yeah. But I still think they could have made the slasher character who plays the Sodomaniac way more in depth. Mm-hmm. Way more, like, pronounced. Way more, like... I don't know. They could have just done so much more with it. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Like, it could have... It was lacking. It really was lacking. It, it didn't push it past the... Just the the, the just regular kind of thing. hmm You know? Like, there was no moments in the film that were like, Oh, my God! Mm-hmm. Right. There was some gross-out parts. Like, with the, like, with the Terry guy or whatever. The gay guy that they were... Right. Lumping in with these others, bros. Right. Um, But that was about it. But other than that, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all I get to say about it. So you gave it a what? Two? Two. And I gave it a 3.5. So, wow. That's, that's, that's rough. That's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's not worth watching. <laughs> 2.75. I mean, I don't know. It could be higher for other people, you know, but I just don't think it was... I, c- I think it could have been funnier. I think it could have been had more ideas put into it than the normal and it was kind of it just i think because they used the guys who were just these misogynistic guys you know who are like just making that bro humor it made it a little bit more Uh intolerable is that a word even yeah that's a word (laughs) so i just i don't know maybe i just didn't get into it like i don't know Mm -hmm. like the other movie i i found there was some funny stuff in it you know even if it was just weird and off the wall but this kind of felt like it played it by the book for the most part, you know, minus a fucking Saul dildo and um, why it wrapped up, how it came about, who was part of it was a weird. They have two different endings, by the way, that we saw mm-hmm. for this movie. And I'm not sure which one I liked more. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into that in the spoiler section, though. So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. 
So, I mean, literally, the movie starts over with a dude hunched over and his butthole is ripped out. Right. And the cops like this. This I kind of like this part because the cops like looks like we're dealing with here is some sort of sodomaniac. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, which I thought was really cool. I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of prestigious. And so I thought that was cool in the very beginning when they did the the echo, you know, Mm -hmm. sodomaniac. Very like almost I mean, 70s. The name alone is is not a bad name, mm-hmm. but you know it's definitely not going to be a good taste movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you see that, you're like, oh, okay. Right. Is there anything that you want to talk about in this movie that really that you either liked or that you thought was ridiculous or something that, you know, you want to point out right off the bat in the beginning of the movie? Well, the when they first... Uh, introduce the, everyone? Yeah, they introduce everybody. Then the kid with the flip-flops ends up in the alley <laughs> by himself pre-jack. He, he accidentally took the roofies. You're talking about pre-jack. Yeah, pre-jack. He accidentally took the roofies, so he's wandering around like, oh god, I'm fucking tripping out. And then you, you see a shadow of the guy ass raping him with a knife. That's right, yeah. That in was kind of cool. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that was the one time that I saw that was different than any of the other times. Yeah. All the other times, I was like, is this sodomaniac fucking them? Like, I don't know. If they're, right, or they, yeah. Or they just, like, what's going on? And I kept you, hearing machine noises, but I didn't know what was going on. Because they didn't show until the very end what it really was. Right. And that wasn't, they should have showed the shadow of it or something. Yeah, I think so, Or maybe too. they did, and I just didn't see it. I mean, I don't think we saw anything. The only time I saw a shadow was that knife in the very beginning. Yeah, and you could tell it was just a knife. And some of these guys were really enjoying it as they were, <laughs> like, they were dying, too. Do you notice? Right. And the it, prostate, you know? The whole, like, them, like, hanging out with their friends and trying to hook up with girls while talking about roofies so openly was just kind of yeah yeah but i mean i was like do guys really do that do they i don't think so but i mean this isn't a movie based in reality i mean come on no one's gonna wear a butthole fucking mask and go out and kill everybody right you wouldn't be able to see out of it you know (laughs) but you know the next morning i guess all the guys live in a house together and they're all planning this big party that night making jokes about how oh so one of the girls went home with them and she's like hey are you gonna come back to bed and he's like nah i'm done i don't need any more of that shit and then she's like what do you mean she's like we had our share girl bitch or whatever and she was like what all of you and she's like yeah man we, and, the, and the other guy's like yeah when we go hard we go hard it's like Ugh, Ugh. god this is <laughs> so why would why wouldn't you call the police Obviously, I mean, you were drugged. You yeah, know what I mean? like, that's a little weird. That's why these guys need to be stopped, and that's why it's a good thing that Sodomaniac is out there. PSA. Yeah, is that one? Don't do roofies. So then the flower thing with the flowers show up. Oh, yeah. Everybody that's about to die gets flowers with a note. Some sort of shitty poem. Literal shitty Which poem. May, yeah, it's like, what? What? why would you do that? Like, I don't, I don't get It's. It's like the calling card. But it's stupid. Then it's they have, stupid. They have um, the neighborhood kind of guy who's like wants to Cunter. be cool. Yeah, he wants to hang out with the cool guys. They call him Cunter, but his name is Hunter. Hunter. I thought it was funny. And then like he's like, oh, I know what happened to Pre-Jack. And he's like, but I won't tell you unless you let me invite me to your party tonight. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, fine, fine, whatever. We'll call you Hunter. We'll let you our party. But you got to stay in the corner. And he's like, yeah, he got killed by the fucking sodomaniac or something like that. 
And so then they were just like, well, whatever. I guess we'll just have the party anyway. Yeah, stupid. Trent, that same day, gets flowers at the door. Same thing as Prejack after they go into his room and find the same flowers, too. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, let's have the party anyway. We'll be, we'll have each other's backs tonight, so don't worry. And then they hear that Trent goes to J-Rock, who's got that tattoo. The the drug dealer. Yeah. (laughs) There was it was a kind of a funny part. Where that was, was a funny part. I he was like that. acting like a dick. He's like, "Yo, man, I don't think you need to be sitting there, you know, sitting and talking to shit." You know, he's like, oh, "I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I really don't care." He's like, "They just been telling me I'm weak and I'm too I to, nice. I'm too nice, and I got to be a fucking like a real drug dealer." So then he he gets his gun out. He's like, "Check this out. Does this make me look like a man?" Yeah, he was like, "Here, let me." The other guy's like, "Can I hold that?" And and he's like, "Nah, man, you ain't holding out another man's gun." <laughs> Stupid. And uh, then the Sonic Maniac pops out into their thing. He hears, he hears a noise after J-Rock goes to check out the noise. And then he goes back and sees J-Rock on the ground and then Trent gets fucking ass raped on the bed, on the hotel bed. He's like, and then he gets interrupted by someone knocking on the door for some reason. And then the, the person's like, you're going to have to live with this for the rest of your life. So Trent crawls to the dead drug dealer and shoots himself with the guy's gun so it's like uh silly yeah then another another get to flowers shows up another guy's doorstep and they call trent all worried and the sodomaniac answers saying you're next and they still have the party yep party starts going on like what (laughs) guys your priorities here man there's like a couple of guys doing lines in the bathroom and one of them leaves after talking shit about Nobody's going to rape them, man. He's like, nah, nobody's going to rape us, dog. <laughs> and then he leaves and shit. And, and then he gets raped. And the and other guy gets, gets Yeah, you don't see him rape, but later right. on, he, they smear this, like, black fucking poop all no. over his ass, and which is really gross. Mm-hmm. And then they make Hunter do, what, uh, Edward Forty hands? That's which, dumb. Which he pees himself, which I'm like, yeah, was not funny. No, it wasn't funny. It sounds like uh, they actually did that joke like in real life like 10 years ago and they're like oh we need to put that in the movie yeah you know yeah it felt like it was like supposed to be like one of those party movies where like right but it just didn't have the atmosphere whatsoever of those you know like i can't feel my legs (laughs) you know what i mean i guess because they're all rapists so right and why are so why are rapists so fucking goddamn popular like i have so many friends I don't know. You know, once you think that after all of the people that they knew, like, wouldn't they? must they? have money. I don't know. I don't think so. The place didn't look that good. <laughs> anyway, one of the guys is called, uh, they call him the virgin because he's like, you he never had sex before and they kind of make fun of him or whatever. So they make him clean up the whole house, of course, you know, and he cleans it on his hands and knees. And later that night they have... Oh, we're already at the party, huh? Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the other guys takes this other girl to go do cocaine up in his room or whatever, and she calls it foo-foo dust, <laughs> which we almost made a shot out of that. We would have. Yeah. But then, like, she makes him lay on his back so he can, like, the, the oh, that's right. So they go up there, and she's all excited about foo-foo dust and then spills it all over the bed, and he's like, you stupid bitch. And then slaps her. And slaps her, and then he's like, oh, it's time to rape her. Like, after they already went up, he's like, you were coming up here anyway, so fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no. And then the sodomaniac shows up and throws him on his back and tells him she wants to look him in the, or that 
he wants to look him in the face while he's fucking dying, getting ass raped or whatever. So that was real cute. <laughs> and then this this is during the time you see like the virgin running around the whole party, like looking for one Ham- of the main guys. Hamilton? Yeah, it was Hamilton or something mm-hmm. like that. He was the guy with the hair. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the hair, man. <laughs> but apparently they find him in the basement. And he's trying to rape somebody again, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Wasn't he the one with the the foo-foo dust girl? Yeah, he was trying to rape that girl that was puking down there, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. That's Oh, that's right. And then a, and a girl, uh, then then the Sodomaniac shows up and then reveals who it is. Mm-hmm. And it's Derek's girlfriend, the virgin. The virgin's girlfriend. Yeah, the virgin's girlfriend who... Who they raped. Yeah, who weeks earlier, they they went out and bought her a drink and roofied it and then took her home and all had their turns with her. And then she started having a seizure. And they thought she was dead, so they... So they dumped her. They dumped her out in the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, apparently, by the way. <laughs> That's where that is. But guess what? She didn't die. Nope. She came back for revenge. 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 <laughs> You're a little late there. Sodomaniac. <laughs> Which, uh, to me, it was. I didn't feel like a revenge. Yeah. It, it was silly. It was stupid. Yeah. It's it's this. If you really condense this movie down to plot points, it really goes by really quick. Yeah, it really does. But like, there's no like. I was fine with that. I didn't care. But. Did you like the alternative ending better? Because I did. So the the this ending was where they had pretty much it was just uh, he, the virgin guy wasn't his girlfriend. She devised a plan to kill them all after all of that and make them all pay for for her and any girls in the future. Obviously, they show a montage of her asking a you know like putting together a giant saw dildo that would you know hollow out these boys and then she was like and that's when i haunted them (laughs) and then back to the leader of the pack and he's like i thought you had my back derek and he spins him around he's like i may have your back but who has your ass (laughs) she just kills him by fucking him to death and uh the other ending is where that guy got taped to a tied to a tree and then his buddy came out and he just happened. Derek comes out, but he's not the girlfriend in this one. He's just a guy who shouldn't be friends with these guys. Right. He's the nice guy in yeah. the movie. He's the good guy. Well, the guy that of. watches all the bad guys do all the bad stuff and never and does anything about do it. it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if that's good or not, really. <laughs> well, no, but, you know, in terms of everyone else in the movie, he's like the good guy. Ish. Good guy ish. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one I like either. But I mean, both both endings are silly. But I do like that line where he's like, "Yeah, I have your back, but who's got your ass? <laughs> Ain't you got my back?" See, maybe it would have been better if she had him tied to the tree and then explained what happened to Derek. And right. Derek's like, "I fucking knew it. You guys are fucked up." And he was like, "You know, he's like, wait, Derek, don't where are you going, man? I thought you had our back. Part of the wolf back, bro." <laughs> He's like, I had your back, but now she's got your ass or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like that would have been cool. That would have like, been cool. Maybe that would have been better because I didn't like how it was lit and how it looked down in the yeah. basement so much. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. That's a minor gripe, but whatever. Ultimately, the movie I didn't really like that much at all. Exactly. So, I mean, if you're into these kind of fucked up movies and you want to see something, it's just it's just okay. <laughs> Like, even my friends who are, like, thirsty for this kind of shit, like, depraved, fucked up shit, 
would probably be like, meh, it's tame. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like, they'd be like, it's okay. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's got this political message. I fucking hate it. He's <laughs> 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 trying to shove his fucking sodomaniac cock in my throat. <laughs> You never hear him complain, though, about that. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, I don't know. It's okay. I, I enjoyed it just fine. It's it's worth a watch, I guess. You know, especially with you. It was better to watch it with you than it would have been by myself. Oh, thanks. You know, but ultimately, I think I need you dead. Yeah, it's the winner here. Yeah, I think that one definitely has a little something more to it. Mm-hmm more well thought out even if it's not as like there's some moments that weren't as well acted as as this movie is it's not a maniac but it flowed better it was a little bit better edited i guess Mm -hmm. but i just like the other one more because it had a message so something to be said about that i guess right i guess what do you want to watch next week christina what are we going to do wait did we were we talking about wrong turn yeah we were thinking about watching wrong turn and the original wrong turn and comparing oh, the remake. Yeah. I didn't even know there. What's what, the original? What date? What date is that from? I don't know if I've seen these. You've seen Wrong Turn. Have I? Oh, okay. Because I didn't even know there was the remake. Just came out. Oh, okay. Literally, it's coming out the twenty third. Why are they? Are we just old? Are, is that why they're remaking? Well, Wrong these? Turn was that one guy who uh, he was in one of the fucking uh, college frat party movies that that was made you know earlier before it and he was in wrong turn i remember that guy i don't know what you're talking about well it's about this this group of people who take the wrong turn literally and they go over spikes and then these people in the woods like hunt them and kill them they're like redneck hillbillies living in the woods that hunt them down they made like seven fucking wrong turns out of it and so they decided to make a remake and i heard it's (laughs) it's not so bad okay all right, I'm down. And some famous directors that we've watched uh, of other movies that that have been a part of the Wrong Turn franchise. Mm-hmm. So I, ha- I and I'll be honest, I wouldn't mind going down that franchise sometime. But I think just to compare this one to the original, maybe we'll just watch both of them and not necessarily break down. We'll just tell you whether we think it's a worthy, you know, oh. a worthy remake or. We like the first one more. And then we'll go through, you know, one through whatever on the wrong turn series. All right. In the future. So, so just wrong turn next week. Wrong turn. Yeah. And if you guys want to watch the original two with us, you know, we're going to be watching it too. So kind of give you an idea to what to compare it to. So, but other than that, thank you guys so much for coming by this week. You are the absolute fucking best. Thank you so much for reaching out to us, Rocco, and uh, letting us see your film. We really appreciate it. Uh, If you guys, any of you who are listening have a project or something like that, you know, uh, aside from like short films, I mean, I don't mind watching the short films, but I don't really have a uh, format to do anything for short films necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, other than just talking about it because I saw it and I liked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, if you have any films or anything that you want to share with us and you want us to check out, please hit us up on longlivethevoid.com. There's our info section where you can reach out to us for anything that you have. So. But uh, other than that, guys, thank you so much for stopping by, and as always, long live the void.